another episode of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. This is take two, something like that. Technical difficulties, but uh, it is April 23rd, 2020. This is a chance for you to listen in on a conversation between me and Theo, and today we have a special guest, Vivian. Say hi, Vivian. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. <laughs> and why, why is Vivian here, Theo? Today we're going to be talking about women's ministry and uh, how it looked in the past for our church and how we're hoping it looks for the future. And uh, I really can't think of anyone else better to talk about this stuff than, than Vivian right now. So. so true. So true. So let's get into the conversation. Um, I guess my first question would be, where is women's ministry at in the Bible? So one place we see it really directly is in Titus chapter 2 where uh, older women are instructed to teach what is good and train the young women. And so that's a very clear place in the Bible where we see that we are to minister to each other as women. Yeah, that's pretty crystal clear actually, right? (laughs) Um, Paul tells Titus to teach different groups in different ways. And the whole kind of pattern of the Christian life is you teach so that others will then teach and then there's a specific way that the women are supposed to be taught to live and then they're expected to then be passing that on and doing that work of ministry with younger women right that's right um i'm sure we could go to several other places in the bible but that's that's really a good one a good place to root it and so how have we tried to do that at Emmanuel? do that titus 2 pattern So that's uh, taken a number of different forms. Um, One of the more um, kind of formal and organized ways we've done it in the past is is several years ago, um, the elders and and a group of women at IBC put together what what we call the Women's Theology Cohort, and it had a syllabus. Um, It covered a lot of um, kind of key topics um, and doctrine, you know, prayer, ecclesiology, Bible study, um, counseling, um, gender issues, uh, that uh, was really meant to be um, a way to train up uh, women to lead other women um, with, with sound doctrine and, um, and equip them with some of the tools necessary. And, and that involved reading um, a lot of books. It, it, it spanned several months. Um, it also involved accountability meetings in groups of two or three. There was a written component, a large group discussion, and it was really um, an, an intensive and, and something that we tried to do um, a few more times after that with sort of different cycles and different women um, taking on different roles and leading that. And um, So that, that uh, theology cohort was maybe one of the more formal things that we've done, but there have been informal women's hangouts in people's homes. Um, we had a couple of women's retreats um, that were kind of, you know, off-site um, to hang out and, and spend time eating, discussing, praying, um, singing, worshiping, reading the Bible. Uh, and then there have also been um, an, another structured way that we've done women's ministry is, is doing scripture memorization, um, you know, a series of Bible studies, attending larger national women's conferences, 
uh, and everything from from those kind of big picture things down to small or seemingly small life events like baby showers and wedding showers certainly not small for the women involved but you know ways that we can kind of get into each other's lives and and then of course you we also have one-on-one uh, or one-on-two discipleship that has been ongoing um, throughout uh, the years at Emmanuel. That's I'm here you say so we've tried a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Those 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 days of women's theology cohort back in the beginning were fun. Um, you and Bethany are the the last ones left from that first group, but that was like a a, a counterpart to Gospel for Chicago. It was a more formal way to raise up women leaders, but the goal isn't the goal for that was then to have have you guys you gals be. Um, than doing the the work of women's discipleship, which isn't necessarily running programs or formalized things. Although we've, we we'll do some of those things, but what what would you say like the the heartbeat of women ministering to women looks like? I really think it comes down to um, the the discipleship aspect of it, um, the the relationship building aspect of it. You know it. At the end of the day, I think that um, that's what women, um, in particular at IBC, but in general, have really been craving in ministry is that deep fellowship, um, the vulnerability that uh, we can have with one another so that we can really encourage and build one another up. And so that seems to me like a pretty foundational aspect of, of any ministry, but women's ministry in particular. So from your own experience doing it, um, I've known, I know you've, you've, uh, helped lead some some theology cohorts uh but you've also uh behind the scenes met with a lot of the women in our church and and discipled them and grown mm-hmm. them uh can you can you kind of uh, explain how those relationships looked uh like what you guys did and and uh what what, what those conversations looked like absolutely i mean it, it's been um one of the most rewarding and, and enriching things that I've had the opportunity to do, and it's it's funny because in a church like IBC, um, you know, I'm I'm 34, and at, in a church like many urban churches, that might put me sort of, um, and it certainly does put me in our context on on the older end, and I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> You're the older it, woman, right? uh, yes. From Titus too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right, Which and I funny. think, you know, and and on the one hand, you know. Um, I think it's really a privilege that uh, you not only um, are we called to then minister to younger women, but uh, the younger women minister to me when I meet with them. And so mm-hmm. it does require some persistence and patience. It It is awkward at first, and I think that's something that um, we all kind of had to embrace is that it takes time to to build a um, relationship with someone. And so it might be several months when um, before, you know, things start to feel a little bit um, more deep and you might be able to go a little bit deeper. But, you know, I, um, I, I learn so much from the women I meet with. And even if I'm tired at the end of the day and, and you know, we tend to meet after my kids go down, um, we either go, you know, get dessert somewhere or grab um, bubble tea or, you know, oh, go to a bakery. Going out and, to a restaurant? 
<laughs> I, I know, right? Very taboo these days. So you'll just have to imagine <laughs> what that so would good. be like. <laughs> it was, yeah. and hopefully one day it will be. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I never regret it. And no matter how tired I, I might feel, I, I walk away from those conversations encouraged, refreshed. Um, and it doesn't have to be especially deep or probing of a conversation every time. You know, I think the key thing that has helped me is, is to not be too... Um, you know, not have have unreasonable or expectations about what it is. Um, you know, it's just sharing of everyday life, um, praying together, laughing together, um, and and those simple sh- simple connections are what build a foundation for going deeper. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and nothing very special in terms of, of qualifications. You know, I'm not yeah. um, s- you know super duper trained in in how all of this works, but um, you know, having just the, the willingness to to try and and to try and stick with it so that we can get kind of past those initial humps of of, of trying to connect with anybody um, and, and get to the more deeper kind of satisfying um, parts of the relationship where now we've yeah. been meeting regularly we've yeah. been reading a book um, or books you know we've been praying we've been keeping each other accountable and so it really is um, an incredible and rewarding thing that's all that's awesome like I'm like uh, you know, I, I think this is pretty well known in our church already, but like, uh, you know, just like different conversations I've had uh, with uh, different people in our church, like so many of, of the younger women in our church come and, and talk about like how much they appreciated that, that one-on-one investment you, you put into their lives, um, how much it, it helped them just to see like what it, a, a goal for them and, and what it looks like to grow into a, a godly young woman in the church in the city and um how, how you do that well um so we really appreciate uh you doing that and, and bethany mm-hmm. doing the work and uh setting the example for for them in that way no yeah. oh, it's a privilege yeah. yeah what a great testimony that it's never i mean it <clears throat> it's hard ministry's hard it's draining in some ways but it's also rewarding right Absolutely. You don't regret it. <laughs> Have you still all. been doing it, even though you can't go out to coffee shops? Or we we thank the Lord for Zoom and technology and other ways we can. In, in some ways, actually, we we've actually been meeting more often now. So we used to, you know, do every two or three weeks, you know, and, and things always come up. And so one other thing is just to be flexible and and you know to be gracious. Um, but now we are we're um, getting together virtually um, every week, and so in a lot of ways, this has sort of freed us up um, and made made it more accessible. Hmm. Guys, who are you doing that with right now? Just a little side note, but I mean, what 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 she's describing is just discipleship, right? It's what we should all be doing with other people, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I kind of hear hear you saying that that we've had formal things like women's theology cohort that where the elders identified certain key women, invested, trained, evaluated them, and and then released them to be doing ministry. That's taken the shape of retreats, women's Bible studies, women's nights, yada, yada, yada. But mostly it's that just relational discipleship. Let's meet regularly. Let's maybe read a book together. Let's let's talk about what's going on. Let's confess sin. Let's pray for each other. Mm-hmm. What do you think is uh, distinct about women ministering to women? That would be... Um, different than I mean, would it be weird if I was meeting one on one with a woman 
doing what you're doing every week? Sure. I mean, uh, there's a lot of reasons why, but that, that might be <laughs> yeah. odd. But I mean, one one is 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 that you know um, it really takes uh, a lot of trust, uh, and and certainly when there's there are personal or, or delicate issues that women are facing, um, that really um, are addressed best by another woman who has relevant life experience. I mean, it's it's really difficult to replace that, um, whether it's uh, marriage or being a new mom, uh, you know, lots of things that are that are unique to women that, yeah. uh, you know, really take sort of a, a, a woman who has gone through it, um, who might have some wisdom or advice to share, or, or really even just listen well, um, that, that is unique and, and, and special, I think, between women. Hmm. So if, if uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people like the vision that's that's being set out here. Like th- they want that. They want that sort of uh, deep relationships. Whether they want to mentor other people or be mentored by someone older. Um, where would you recommend people start? Like, how do you think people should like begin that? I think the f- the first thing is is decide to do it. Don't wait until. I mean, you know, I, I'm actually, I know this might be hard to believe, but I'm an introvert. And so it, there, I had a lot of reasons and ways that I could have talked myself out of doing this. You know, it'd be easier, it'd be more convenient. I could just do kind of what I want to do with my time. And, and we all feel that. And so there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with, with feeling that. But, but maybe just even set that aside and, and um, put yourself out there, even if you don't, if you're not sure if it'll work out well I guess be willing to fail (laughs) Um, because a lot of times that initial those initial fears can really kind of determine whether or not we even try in the first place and so I think that it can be as simple as it was for for me um, as shooting a text to somebody or sending an email hey you know I've been thinking about you or hey would you be interested in reading this book together it's something that I've wanted to read and um, and then going from there you don't have to have um, a, an a intricate plan laid out or even really um, feel totally prepared for it you know happy to I'm, I'm happy to talk to any women who have questions but I certainly didn't view myself as super qualified to do this but I saw a need and I realized hey I'm looking around I'm I'm the, the older woman <laughs> so you know I, I think um, it, it can be very simple and you don't even have to explain very much. You know, I think when someone is contacted by another woman, it is, um, it's very meaningful. And, and I think that any, m- most women will appreciate even just the outreach, even if it doesn't end up working out. Do you have different seasons in relationships with women? I mean, is it like you, you, you picked, you know, one or two people and then you've just met with them every week for the last eight years or? How does that ebb and flow, and you know what I'm asking? Yeah, it's absolutely seasonal, and I think that's something that's really also um, perhaps unique and distinct to women in the sense that, you know, there there are times when, um, you know, for reasons, for family reasons, for work reasons, for whatever reasons, that, um, you know, I've taken taken a hard step back, uh, you know, from from getting really involved um, and, and reaching out to multiple people and meeting up with multiple people. I mean, you know, whether it's because of um, of stuff inside the home or outside the home, there are so many different ways um, that, you know, 
things come and go um, in terms of, of seasons and your availability and whether or not you have the capacity to to take something on. You know that that being said, um, there there are ways to even even for them kind of those who might feel like they're totally overwhelmed, there are ways to at least um, maybe start laying the groundwork for for when you free up in the future by, by keeping cl- connections alive, by continuing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. invest in even small ways um, uh, in women's lives such that when there's a season that comes by or you might have a little bit uh, more time or more uh, physical, mental, emotional uh, capacity that you you'll already have been have been laying down sort of the groundwork for that. But for, for women, definitely, I mean, with a newborn at home, you know, you might not have the capacity to remember to brush your teeth in the morning, let alone, <laughs> you know, try to try to go through a, a book with someone. So right, that's right. a big part of women's ministry for sure. Yeah, but you've hopefully had those relationships. <clears throat> so in those crazy times, you can just lean on each other without it being even that's necessarily right. formalized with meetings, but... Um, so you've been poured into, and then you've been you've been for the last several years pouring into other women. You're getting ready to move, Lord willing, in in a month or two, right? That's right. So, <clears throat> what have you? What kind of conversations have you been having lately with with women in the church? You know, I've, I've had the, the privilege of seeing women grow and mature in their faith so much, um, not just from the one-on-one discipleship, but just observing women serving um, in so many different capacities. And so I would just, I've, I've sort of been, been starting to call people out by name, you know, mm-hmm. and say, hey, have you thought about um, who you might be able to reach out to for discipleship? You know, have you thought about um, different ways that you can you can lead? Because, um, you know, sometimes it's, it, it, there, there's the willingness, but uh, but you know some some light prompting um, as as people did with me can really kind of um, inspire women to to take initiative. Um, I hope that the women that I've been meeting up with will then go on to meet up with other women, and that that yeah. continues. Um, I also hope that you know people uh, women in at IBC continue to feel. Um, secure in their identity in Christ and, and to be bold about seeking opportunities to serve, um, and, you know, that, that there would be an open and welcoming atmosphere for them um, to, to try new ideas and, and bring up new ways that we can do women's ministry. I mean, one thing that's been great to see is that, you know, we, we did theology cohort for, for um, many cycles, and then um, there was a sense like maybe we need to revamp it or, or re- rethink about how we can make um, the kind of training and discipleship more effective. And so that's wonderful because it's, that's as it should be. You know, mm-hmm. things should should continue to um, evolve, and we should be able to have good, hard conversations about things that we've done well and things that we haven't done well. And so um, I hope that the women will carry the torch forward. Not that I've been a torch carrier, but I think um, every church kind of goes through that seasonality of, of women stepping in, stepping out, stepping in again, um, and on and on. Mm-hmm. So you're having conversations and saying, hey, now you can do what I did. And as I'm leaving, it's going to force other women to step up into that kind of those roles. So I like that good challenge. And it's, it's our hope and prayer that that, that happens too. Um, so, yeah. Any other visions of ministry, women's ministry at our church that you have, Vivian, or 
any other conversation aspects of this conversation we need to tease out? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we've had discussions outside of this podcast, and it's always been sort of over over the last several years, an ongoing conversation. And, and I hope that 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 continues and and I would I would uh, commend uh, you know other women in IVC to really um, not be afraid to to speak to these elders um, about concerns or ideas or things that they're excited about or things they want to do in women's ministry and, and something that might not come through in, in just this podcast is that um, you know the the pastors Nathan and Theo they have been expressing sincere um, and real and engaged concern about how um, women's ministry can be built up and encouraged at IBC. And so, um, you know, f- from my personal experience, I know that I know that to be true. And, and I want, um, you know, for, for those women who might be newer to the church who haven't had a chance to have those kinds of conversations with these two, um, these two pastors to, to feel comfortable and, and, um, and to do it because you will, you'll get a, a receptive ear. Hmm. Well, thanks for being on, Vivian. Thanks for all that you've done to make disciples here and we trust that that will continue for you wherever whatever church god puts you in next but also um the disciples that you've made will be making disciples and you'll you know hear you know there's this this these women are now really rocking it you know (laughs) at emmanuel and uh, it'll be super exciting Very. I mean, I can't wait to hear all the great stories um, of what's going on here when I'm out there on the West Coast. <laughs> It'd be cool if you came back and, and visited and then saw all the people you talk to now doing that with like two or three other women who are new and, and raising them up. Mm. Um, yeah, that would just, just be a cool thing to see. Absolutely. Well, good conversation. Thanks so much, Vivian. For this time and for everything, we're gonna miss you. Um, but you gotta go get on another call right now, so we better sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, both. I appreciate it. Thank All you right. So much. See you later. All right. Bye.